Yanmark trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmark. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs. Lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You look at the organizations that are going to battle tonight and you say it's the team versus the individual. It goes much deeper than that, but that's sort of the premise. As the Vegas Golden Knights aim for their second win of the season in this 2021-2022 National Hockey League campaign, which returns to a full schedule of 82 games up against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers aiming for a 5-0 and start coming off a convincing throttling of the Arizona Coyotes last night and are playing on the second half of back-to-back. The rested against the weary is another way that you could term it as Darren Millard brings in Ryan Wallace. Chris Chapman is at the Fox Sports uh, Finley Chevrolet studio and uh, this is uh, going to be a fun one with so many different layers. The speed, the roadshow, the thrill of Connor McDavid against a group that's trying to survive the injuries, get through it with a couple of points, and lock things down in the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm fascinated by this game. I really am. Number one, because I think it's going to be a fast game on the ice. That doesn't mean that I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to be able to just run up the ice the entire night against the Golden Knights, but I just think the, the speed on both sides of the puck, it's going to be really fun to watch. But I'm, I'm interested to see how the Golden Knights play tonight because turnovers, defensive structure were a problem against the Blues. It, it, it's, it's a team that needs to really clamp things down, really make it difficult for opposition to score, and there's no better test than Connor McDavid. You can shut him down. You get a lot of confidence going into the rest of this stretch without Mark Stone or Max Pacioretty. It's not the Vegas game to give the puck up in the neutral zone. No. They like to enter the puck, uh, enter the zone with possession, with control. But you might see a little bit more. That's one area where I could see playing Edmonton, where you might alter your game plan a little bit, is to, if there's any chance at all that there might be a turnover and McDavid's on the ice and he plays 24 minutes a game, a good chance he's going to be on the ice, that you got to get that puck in deep and then rely on your forecheck and establish that part of your game. Yeah, I think that's going to be really, really key for the Golden Knights. You're never going to play a perfect game, but in the in the neutral zone tonight, the Golden Knights have to play mistake-free hockey. And if there's no play to make, you got to get pucks in deep. We uh, talk about the neutral zone a lot because that's the area of concern so far this year. Uh, the L.A. game, it's certainly turned around. Uh, in the uh, opposite direction in a hurry. There was uh, moments against the Seattle Kraken where there was odd man rushes and breakaways that the Vegas Golden Knights gave up. And uh, then against the St. Louis Blues, three breakaways, a couple of uh, odd man rushes, and one three-on-0 that uh, ended up uh, being the winner for Vladimir Tarasenko. So it's uh, uh, an area of concern. It's an area that's been focused on for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's an area where you have seen little bits of improvement along the way this is a different animal in itself and saying all of that you still have to be trying to score goals Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the that's the rub right now for the golden knights right you 
you have to take care of the puck. You've got to make safe plays, but you also have to do that understanding that there are certain risks that need to be taken in order to find the production that's lost with Pacioretty and Stone out of the lineup. It's not an easy riddle to solve, but it's not like the Golden Knights don't have the horses on the back end to do it. When you've got Petrangelo and you've got Shea Theodore, those are two guys that are adept at making the right read more often than not and creating something out of nothing. It's going to be on them to really gauge when it makes sense and then when to fall back if needed. Uh, I'm going to uh, keep an eye on the defensive ice time tonight to see how they handle uh, the blue liners. Does it end up being five defensemen in a pseudo-rotation, or does it go with three pairs? Mm -hmm. Because Zach Whitecloud is an important part of this hockey club. He would uh, be paired with Dylan Coughlin to start, is what we're uh, looking at. Uh, Nick Haig will be with Alex Petrangelo, and then Shea Theodore and Braden McNabb. Uh, if you're trying to stop Connor McDavid, it's a uh, it's a tough ask that you're going to include Dylan Coughlin head to head in that regard, considering it's his first game as a defenseman this year, mm-hmm. and uh, and really uh, only played a handful of played a few games last year, but but you're talking a handful of games in a 56 game schedule. Uh, I I don't know whether they end up going with with a group of five over three pairs. Yeah, it'll be interesting really to to see how the Golden Knights approach it, but uh, you know I I I think when all is said and done, you're going to see a ton of minutes for Alex Petrangelo. You're yes. going to see a ton of minutes for Shea Theodore and Braden McNabb. And I think those three guys are going to be the ones leading the charge. And, you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. You've got to rely on your veteran leadership, especially on the back end, to play a really strong game against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But uh, this is an opportunity for Dylan Coughlin. And I think it's one where if he goes over the boards every single time and he's making an impact one way or another because he's chomping at the bit for this opportunity then you know pete DeBoer is going to keep throwing him over there go out play take advantage seize the moment that's what you're looking for from dylan Coughlin. vegas one and two going into action tonight against the high-flying edmonton oilers are without max pacioretty and mark stone will also skate minus alec uh, martinez tonight who is day to day it's a tough ask for an injury riddled hockey club against Connor McDavid, who's playing some of the best hockey of his career. Here's Pete DeBoer this morning. Well, I, I can't say I'm excited to see McDavid and Dreisaitl, but um, great challenge for us. Uh, they're obviously off to a good start. They're uh, one of the teams everybody's picking in, in our division, and, you know, these are important points. So, uh, you know, in a bigger picture for us, we want to take another step with our game. So how do you game plan against Connor McDavid? And does it change considering your roster is minus its two best forwards and one of its best defensemen? Game planning against McDavid and company. Back to coach Pete DeBoer. Well, you, you got you to have great detail to your game when you're on the ice. You've got you to defend in, in five-man units. You know, and we talked this morning, um, you know, you, you think uh, by backing up and making sure you have numbers that uh, you're doing a good job defensively, and and you know, I, I think if he if he gets any kind of room and time, it doesn't matter how many numbers you have above him, he's gonna get through it. So you know, for us, it's about making sure we're we're tight on him and and take away his time and space, and and hopefully you know some frustration sets in. It's almost have to 
you got to convince yourself of doing the opposite mm-hmm. of what feels right. Yeah. And yeah, and retreating and and protecting the house, that feels like a good idea. But if he if he does get momentum, and last night it happened, last night against the Arizona Coyotes, now it was a power play situation. Uh, they gave him some room at the top of the line. He gained some speed and then turned it into something dramatic and brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, with, with Connor, and, and like I, I kind of put Nathan McKinnon in, in that same spot because they can burn you with their speed, right? They can burn you with um, the, the different inflections they have where they can go and lull you to sleep a little bit, and then it's that, that first couple of steps that all of a sudden they're by you. You have no idea what's going on. Um, for the Golden Knights, when they have found success against McKinnon, against McDavid, it is a player in his face all times and then you rely on gaps and coverage from everyone else on the ice to make sure that connor can't get around you and then into some open ice to create for the golden knights that that's certainly going to have to be a part of their game and it's not an easy task staying in front of or next to or even with connor mcdavid but if you're if you're relying on william carlson to kind of be that guy or and riley smith and jonathan marshall so three guys that know exactly where each other are on the ice and can read off of and play off of one another that's going to be your best bet Jesse Pugliarvi is on the line with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid they will play as a unit tonight Uh, the uh, Edmonton Oilers have also added Zach Hyman coming over from the Toronto Maple Leafs Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, signed a long-term deal I think he went from a seven-year deal to an eight-year deal now that all with the same team that that's job security right there I mean, you don't have to convince me hard to sign up for more for more of Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, let's go. I'm I'm good. Uh, and the Vegas Golden Knights are fine tuning the details of their game and trying to get to a better spot, both defensively and when it comes to scoring goals. It, they're not going to be as dangerous without Pacioretty and without Stone and now Martinez. That's no. a reality. Yeah. But it doesn't say you can't score at all. And Matthias Janmark will play tonight, coming off the uh, COVID uh, list. Uh, he will play his first game of the year. Nick Waugh missed half a training camp. He gets his second game of the year tonight. I wonder if he'll be a little bit sharper, and I thought he was pretty good mm-hmm. uh, the other night against the St. Louis Blues, uh, skating with Chandler Stevenson. So that's a line that you look to uh, uh, accelerate and uh, maybe leave a bit more of a, a imprint on the game. And then you get back to Dodonov and Nolan Patrick. They have to be more uh, deliberate with their game in puck possession and creating chances yeah i mean what you're looking for i think from from patrick and and dadanov is to just have some shifts in the offensive zone where you're creating something right you're either wearing down your opposition you're leaning on them you're cycling pucks you're getting them to the front of the net forcing goaltenders to make some saves so that when you do get a shift from the misfits when you are able to get another set of legs hopping over the boards you can build off of that momentum. For the Golden Knights against St. Louis, if it wasn't the Misfits driving offense, there really wasn't much backing that up, and you need to try to stack two or three shifts in a row in order to push some teams back a little bit defensively. You know what that does, too? That, that causes the other team to take penalties. Sure. And, and Vegas, Vegas was around three and change last year for power plays per game. Yeah. Uh, they've been two 
the last two games. That's a big difference uh, over the course of a season. Not mm-hmm. saying that that trend will continue, but you have to put yourself in a position to get your power play the opportunity to make an impact. No, it's a great point because you you play in the offensive zone. You are are, are possessing the puck. The opposition's wasting a ton of energy, and if they waste energy, they're going to get tired and they're going to start committing some some penalties. But it also gives you, as as the Golden Knights, an opportunity to wear a team down and not take penalties yourself. Because, as you mentioned, the Oilers' power play is very, very good. How could it not be when you've got two of the best players on the planet? Uh, The Golden Knights need to win the power play battle, not just not taking penalties, but they've also got to put a puck in the back of the net if they get a power play here. Like, that's the point that the Golden Knights are at Mm -hmm. four games in. It was going to be a point of emphasis all year long. It's heightened now because that's what they need to find more goals. How dangerous is the Edmonton Oilers power play? Vegas, through three games, has scored seven goals. Mm -hmm. The Edmonton Oilers power play has connected six times already. Now they've played one more game, but six times Yeah, uh, with the man advantage, and it destroyed Arizona last night. In the blink of an eye, uh, that game was over. Now, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, two big names, the, the last two MVPs in the National Hockey League coming against the, the Vegas Golden Knights and Zach Whitecloud tonight. And Zach was asked today uh, about all the attention that uh, the two big star forwards of the Edmonton Oilers are receiving. And here's his answer. I don't think they changed at all. I mean, kind of, I guess, in a, a big picture as a, as a hockey player, you don't change your game from scenario to scenario. You, you stick to what you know best. And I know what works for me. I know what you know. I do. Uh, I know what my role is for this team. Um, and I try to do that to the best of my ability every day, uh, whether that's being a good teammate and you know, obviously doing things on the ice. And um, I think if you try and, it's like every profession, if you try and change things that, you know, have been working for you for, for a while, uh, that's kind of when you start to get into trouble and, and kind of navigate off your path. So, um, you know, for me personally, and not to speak on myself, but, uh, you know, from my perspective, you don't try and change anything. You keep being yourself, keep doing the things that make you a good player and a good teammate, and um, keep trying to help the team every day. It's one of the most hockey answers I've ever heard <laughs> because he apologizes for speaking about himself. Sure. About how you play the game yeah. and how you approach the game. But the game is so much it, in hockey. It's the team. It's the team. It's the team. It's the team. Mm-hmm. You've, you've seen that promo that the National Hockey League put out. It was we, 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 no I. Mm-hmm. And he, it, it, Zach's trying to answer the question honestly and mm-hmm. give you a good answer. But in doing so, talks about himself and then apologizes really about it. Every time he talks, I, I'm impressed by Zach Whitecloud. Mm. That's first and foremost. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I think he's right. Like, a lot of the emphasis is on how are the Golden Knights going to change or what are they going to do or what's going to be different in order to make up for what's out of the lineup. And, and I think Zach kind of puts a, a bow on it, right? Like, it's it's not so much about going out and doing something different. It's just going out and executing what your role is and, and playing that to, to the best of your ability. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, I think the defensive side of the puck is really where they've got to make the, the biggest strides in terms of process, right? 
I think that was the part of the game that I, I, I didn't like from Vegas against St. Louis. You improve on that, I think you are infinitely in a better spot to find goals and win games. Now, we talked a lot about the, the stars being out in Pacioretty and Stone and Martinez. What about just the fact that maybe the dam breaks open tonight for the other guys? For a Dodano, for a Patrick, for a Nick Waugh. That, that they finally, Chandler Stevenson, you can put him into that mix. They're, they're all due, and maybe tonight's the night where it all just bursts open. I mean, it's it's funny with Chandler, right? Because he's got two goals and an assist. He's got three points in three games. Like, with Stone and Pacioretty in the lineup, he's been productive. It's, I mean, it, it's incredibly possible, right? Like, the, the, the Golden Knights could come out, Chandler Stevenson, Nick Waugh, they could be better together tonight and all of a sudden they put up a couple of points that would be best case scenario or you get nolan patrick and evgeny dadanov working on the power play you score a power play goal you get some production from those guys all of a sudden those types of things snowball you just you have to get it at some point and the sooner the better because the longer it goes where the golden knights aren't finding the back of the net uh it's going to start creeping in no matter how much you can you keep saying to yourself just go out there play our game just go out there play our game don't don't force anything. Don't try to do this or that. Just focus on the game. The longer it goes without scoring goals, it's going to creep in for the Golden Knights. It's a hard game, and the difference between winning and losing is marginal mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League. And if you think that the Golden Knights are, are exempt from that, you're wrong. And if you think they're the only team going through this, you're also wrong. The Colorado Avalanche right now are 1-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they've beat Chicago. But they also lost to the Florida Panthers uh, and the Washington Capitals uh, and the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. It's it's a challenge. That's the team that, on a tiebreaker, beat the Golden Knights for the President's Trophy last year. The Golden Knights right now have injuries and uh, lost to the St. Louis Blues and the Los Angeles Kings. And are now they're in tough against the Evan Toilers. This is going to be a lesson one way or the other. But it, there's no reason why it can't be a lesson in positives. No, I, I'm with you, and, and I think that that's, that's what makes this game so intriguing because there's a lot that can break the Golden Knights' way and lead to a lot of confidence as you move forward. Now, uh, you look at tonight's game against the Oilers. We know what they bring to the table offensively. If the Golden Knights can shut them down, you shut down Connor McDavid, you win this game, and you get a couple of key contributions from guys down the lineup and Patrick and Dodanov, uh, or even you, you get Alex Petrangelo on the board with a goal or Shea Theodore on the board with a goal, all of a sudden the outlook's very, very different, right? You're 500, which is what you need to be without Pacioretty and Stone, and you're looking, Huge, right? and, and you're looking at an Islanders team that you know they're, they're going to be structured and they're going to be looking to counterattack, and that's, that's a lot of what the Islanders do, but they have had a rough start to the year, as you like to mention. They are on a never-ending road trip to start the year, and you can, you can roll a win here into a lot of positivity and maybe a winning streak against the Islanders on Sunday. I'm also hoping the Edmonton Oilers are looking forward to their little team bonding session that's going to take place over the next couple of days. How about this? We get to live here. (laughs) We get to enjoy this every day. And the Edmonton Oilers, uh, the hottest team in the National Hockey League, 
has booked a, a, a stay here yep. for the next couple of days to do uh, some golf and some different events, the football game uh, on Sunday, and uh, and be able to uh, tap into the environment that 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 we live in. So there might be they're on the back half of two and two, mm-hmm. and they've got uh, a couple of uh, fun days ahead in Vegas. Maybe this can be the dead zone. Tonight can be the dead zone in the uh, Oilers game. I I understand and appreciate the angle you're trying to to look through this lens with, mm-hmm. but here's the problem. As we just heard from Gene Principe, it's the preparation of Connor McDavid that I think goes under underrated. I don't think Connor's overlooking this. No, right? I'll give him the, the preparation. Uh, the other 17 guys uh, <laughs> on the ice. I, I think Leon's the exact same out. way. Come they've, on. They've uh, checked out. Yanmark's going to play tonight. Yeah, I, and, and to be honest, like I, I'm curious to see where he lines up for the Golden Knights. Do you put him on that top line with Chandler Stevenson and Nick Waugh and just kind of throw him into that action? right off the bat or do you ease them in a little bit with a little bit of a lighter load on in your bottom six i'm not sure what the ideal configuration is going to look like we'll, we'll get that later on either way he's got to produce but having Yanmark in the lineup yeah. and a player that that has come up big in some key moments hatrick game seven uh, you, you get that infusion in the lineup if he can replicate that it, it at least gets you some of that confidence I think he's in, but I haven't seen the lineup yet. Yeah. Peyton Krebs will play his eighth National Hockey League game tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feels like he's played 25 to 30. It really you know, does. The, the amount of time that he's been around the team. Gives you an well, the 25 and 30 is uh, is a big veteran of, of mm-hmm. years of service, but mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to believe he hasn't hit double digits for games played in the National Hockey League yet. Yeah, it gives you an idea of just how important and, and how long that 56-game schedule felt, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm with you. Um, I think he scores tonight. Ryan. You're feeling that, huh? Ryan, I think he scores his first National Hockey League goal tonight. Peyton Krebs on yeah. the board. So I've got Marcheseau. You've got Peyton Krebs. So that's at least two for the Golden Knights. Marcheseau in his shorts. Yeah. Well, his hockey pants. Well, listen. Chapman calls them shorts. Chapman was excited because he was wearing shorts on the ice. And he got were, to say it. He, he finally were, got to. He did. Yeah. Got to be right. And they were short shorts too. Like they were not like knee length shorts. Like Marcheseau didn't mind showing a little leg in those shorts. They're, they're, they weren't Jordan shorts. No, they were not. They were not NBA basketball shorts. Chapman, <laughs> the 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 proper length for a short is just above the knee. Well, like they weren't just above the knee. We'll put it that way. <laughs> What what's with the innuendo? Because I watched him, and I didn't think there's anything wrong I, with. I, but you're you're making him sound like he's he's going out there with undies on. No, I mean he wasn't wearing like like oh. like the, I don't know what the what the proper term is. But he, he I, they, they were shorts. They were just more like down to like mid thigh. I guess. I just think it's cool <laughs> that you're out there in shorts because I've never done that before. One, I'm scared that I'm going to fall down and like hurt myself. Oh, uh, I've I've skated in shorts. In shorts, right? Oh yeah, really. Oscar yeah. Dansk, uh, yeah. I remember seeing him doing it one time. He was out there uh, helping one of the young goalies in like training camp one year, and he was skating around in shorts. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I guess I'm just uh, old, uh, old crotchety. traditionalist. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's something to be said there. Well, crotchety for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, get awkward. Um, the, Fill in, uh, fill in the blank uh, there, but I think I think Peyton Krebs on the subject of this game tonight, 
if you're talking about breakout player, Nick Waugh, I think, can, uh, I, I was encouraged by what I saw from Nick Waugh mm -hmm. uh, against the St. Louis Blues. Peyton Krebs kind of had that warm-up in the preseason where you're like, okay, we see signs, we see uh, spurts, uh, and then he took a penalty or uh, was was not as involved in the play, and he had the big breakout game. I wonder if tonight is one like that situation where he's played three games now this year, if tonight is where it kind of clicks together for him. Yeah, I I think that Peyton Krebs is due. I really do. At some point, he's going to get one to go. At one point, he's going to get one to fall, and then the confidence is just going to continue to boil over. So um, for the Golden Knights' sake, I, I do hope that you hit on your night to shine because I'm assuming that's your night to shine. How many how many goals does Vegas have to score to ensure a win? Against the Oilers? Mm -hmm. To ensure a win. Because it's, it's different than against the Islanders. It's different um, than against the St. Louis Blues. If the Golden Knights, <laughs> six. Yeah. Six. I'm sorry. Like, I, I was trying to talk myself into four or five, but when when you look at, at, at what McDavid is. three is, enough? How are, they, how are they playing defensively? That's the question. Like, if, if they're. If Against they, anybody else, three goals should win you the hockey no, game. No, I agree with you, but the, the fact is, could they win with three? Sure. As long as they aren't giving up chances like they were in the St. Louis in the St. Louis game. If they give up chances like they do in, against St. Louis, they need six or more. Hey, what all the opportunity that we've talked about between Dylan Coghlan playing his first game in the blue line, uh, Nick Waugh playing on the wing, uh, Matthias Janmark going in and, and playing up front with his first game of the year. All these opportunities in and around, Robin Leonard can go a long way cementing himself to a good start tonight yeah 100 percent. he was the best player on the ice for either team uh on wednesday and he's gonna have to continue to be that for the golden knights here tonight uh, opportunity knocking on his door uh, we are uh, inching towards face off tonight uh, the pregame show with ryan wallace coming up at the top of the clock here at t-mobile arena from section 104 if you're in and around uh, t-mobile come up and say hi i'd uh, love to uh meet and greet with you and uh, just uh, get your opinion uh, as long as we're not on the air of course uh but uh when we continue it's one timers news and notes from around the national hockey league and also going to bring you the play of the day as we broadcast from t-mobile arena looking ahead to the edmonton oilers and the vegas golden knights on fox sports las vegas Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Edmonton Oilers roll into T-Mobile Arena with a record of 4-0 to start this National Hockey League season. Somewhat expected because Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, two of the best players in the National Hockey League. You could certainly sell me that the Edmonton Oilers could get off to a quick start. Who, raise your hands, keep one on the wheel, though. Like, don't don't put both hands uh, up <laughs> through the car roof. But who out there, raise your hand, had the San Jose Sharks starting 4-0? I knew it. Nobody raised their hand. No. That's, that's actually a, a design question to improve road safety because I made sure nobody would take their hands off the wheel. That's really, you know I mean? really, like, really good of you. Thank you. You're a, uh, you're a generous soul. Uh, the, the San Jose Sharks are 15 seconds away from beating the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. 
It's 5-3, late in the third period at Scotiabank Arena. And the San Jose Sharks will improve to 4-0. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Nowhere. It came from absolutely nowhere. Maybe Brent Burns looks good. Brent Burns looks good. Eric Carlson looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was I was quick to assume that those two players specifically were not going to get back to the level you you were hoping they'd play at when they signed their contracts. That being said, early returns are proving me to be quite wrong. Um, is it sustainable? I don't know. We'll see. But this is a great start to the season for the San Jose Sharks. And there's a lot of young talent in that lineup that is coming through, that's playing some 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 solid and inspired hockey, and they're getting a lot out of their veterans. And right now it's a team that just seems to be gelling. On the two Norris Trophy winners that you mentioned, I had heard and was told during training camp about some really good things regarding Eric Carlson. Yeah. Now, I, you take that with a grain of salt because of some of the people that are telling you, but... There is uh, some really strong positive reports about Eric Carlson's game and where he was. Early on in the season, I watched the first two games of the San Jose Sharks, and Brent Burns is back to being Brent Burns. Yeah, Sifting pucks through, making plays, uh, defending. So I'll give you one eye test. Brent Burns is on form, and the reports appear to be true that I received uh, regarding Eric Carlson. So the San Jose Sharks are 4-0, and that has gone final. The Buffalo Sabres attempt to remain in the ranks of the perfect aren't looking good. Trailing the Boston Bruins 3-0. Tell tell me Taylor Hall's got an impact in that game. No. Oh, he does does have an assist. Oh, there it is. Good for him. Tomasz Nosek uh, has a, a goal in that one, too. Pasternak, Nosek, and Coyle. It's 3-0 Boston. There's uh, Charlie Coyle. There he is. There's Charlie Coyle. Um, Yeah, I don't think anybody expected the Buffalo Sabres to continue to win hockey games. Even the Buffalo Sabres. I I wanted them to. You might have wanted them to, Darren, but no one expected them to. Uh, Montreal lost again last night. Gasperi Kokinyemi. by this. Gasperi Kokinyemi return to Montreal and and wasn't just part of the winning team, yeah. but scored a goal well. against the Montreal Canadiens. Does Jesperi Kakanyemi look even smarter for signing the offer sheet with the Carolina Hurricanes over the Montreal Canadiens? Take everything else out of play. Uh-huh. It was just a just a good flex move by Kakanyemi to get out and get paid. Yeah. Yes. 100%. I'm like... The, the funniest thing about the game last night between Carolina and Montreal uh, were Canadians fans chanting the amount of money Jesperi Kotkaniemi makes, as if that's going to insult the man. Like, 6.1, like you're chanting at the guy. He scores a goal. He's on a team that uh, I believe is undefeated, and he makes $6.1 million a year, and he's probably not a $6.1 million player. It's not... It's 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 not an insult to point out that he's doing very well in life. It makes you feel better. No, what the? What does it make you feel better about? 
that you that you're that you're yelling at a guy for making a lot of money and then he scores on you and his team uh, beats you. That, that makes you feel that, great. That's an unusual move for the Montreal fans. They're Six very, point very one traditional. Winnipeg fans are very cheeky with some of their chants. Yeah, like they, no. would, they would chant when Ovechkin's in town. Crosby's better. Yeah, that's good. Different things like that. It's true. It's good. But uh, but that's a that's a different move by the Montreal Canadian fans. It's ridiculous is what it is. Wish somebody would make fun of me for how much money I make. Go to Montreal. I'm sure they will. No. Because you got to make a whole bunch of money. Like, you got to be in the obscene amount of money range. I've what? never made an obscene amount of money in my life. That's true, but you could just say something really off-putting about the Montreal Canadiens this year, and they'll probably yell at you for something. Well, I'm going to say something... Uh, Offside when it comes to the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. They, they're a bad hockey team right yes, now. Yes, they are. They're a really bad hockey team I, right now. I, I, I told you. I told you they would be bad. I said they were bad defensively, and you're like, I think they're going to be better. And early returns. But why suggest are they scoring goals? Because they're so bad at everything else that they can't do anything that remotely resembles scoring goals. They're terrible. Chicago Blackhawks. They never are, have the puck. They're 0 4 and 1, minus 12 in goal differential. Yeah, that's good. And they got Kirby Doc back, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taves back. Uh, if, I, I don't mind some of the moves that they made in the blue line, even though you hate it. Uh, and and they have the reigning best and trophy winner in goal. Uh huh. It's all been bad. Yes. For the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. When is Jeremy Colton's job? in jeopardy uh three games ago it should have been that's that's not fair though okay come on uh it i, I say they, by game 15 they, they have to start stringing together something to be positive about and it has to start with uh minimizing chances against and and giving their goaltenders at least a, a better than average shot to to make some saves and then they've got to find the back of the net a little bit and it makes sense that you, you can't be out of a playoff race by halloween yeah you can in the case of the, the Chicago Blackhawks, you absolutely could. They're not good. They're not good. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of every offseason ever for the Buffalo Sabres, mm. where you look at the moves that they make on paper and you say, that makes a lot of sense. And then what happens? It's disaster. That's what the Chicago Blackhawks are this, this year. I think they'll turn it around. When? I, I don't know whether that happens before a coaching change. Yeah. But there's been talk of, of being on the hot seat before. I think you deserve 15 games. I, I do. But I don't know whether they're going to get it. I mean, Arizona has a better winning percentage. Now, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you can have a better winning percentage when neither team's won a game. <laughs> no, well, it's points percentage. I know, right? I know, yeah. I know, but it, it just—it sounds funny. Well, it is. <laughs> better mean, winning percentage in either team's won just, the game. Just move the goalpost to, <laughs> to be points percentage. You're fine. Uh, Seattle plays his first game ever at home tomorrow night. Yeah. Will you watch? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm in. It's gonna be great. Like, I wonder what what the pregame festivities are gonna look like. Um, how much they're gonna lean into. Um, a good show or, or just something. Uh, but then, like, I, I'm curious to see what the rink looks like. I'm curious to see uh, how the the 
the absence of a scoreboard in the middle of the ice is going to visually Did you see those pictures? That I, I didn't. I, and I told, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see the pictures. I don't want to see the mock-ups. I don't want to see any of that. I want the first time I see the inside of the Kraken's uh, facilities to be when I watch them play. And it's it's ridiculous. I don't understand why I want to do that, but that's the way that I'm going. When's the first Vegas game there? In a little bit. We should do that trip Go. together. Go to Seattle. Yeah. Want to do that? Well, it depends. Are you gonna um, are you gonna like knock first? No, we'll share a room. Okay. Well, then probably not. I mean. Come if we on. get no 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 if we get if we get different rooms then yeah like I'm I'm all in because I can lock the door. Hmm. Beautiful. We should do a trip up there. I, like I'm in. I, I it's funny you, you mentioned that you you'll watch tomorrow night yeah. and everything you said yeah. had nothing to do with the game. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have much to do to do with the game for me. It, it's it's the spectacle of getting to play for the first time in front of your fans. Like I think that's going to be awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle comes away with a win uh, just because there's going to be a different energy there. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to watch. Uh, it, it, it doesn't have much to do with the game. It's just about seeing what it's going to be like. And I'm 100% in on a Seattle trip. That's that's not a problem. I'm in. Separate rooms. I wonder what they, uh, what they say during the anthem. What if there's a, I don't a think they. I don't think they say anything. They're not going to chant anything during the anthem? There's got to be some. I mean, there's. there's, there's gotta, oh, I wonder what tradition will, will they'll take and make their there's own. There's literally they're, they're, where there's no cephalopods in the. In the How about C? Okay. Like for Seattle, I guess. Sure. I mean, Seattle is well, okay. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. It's a stretch. Yeah. But I'm just. I'm looking for something. It's too early, though, right? Like in the anthem. There's going to be something that comes out of that game. I don't feel like tomorrow there's night be something where you're going to go. That's a cool tradition. Maybe. I don't feel like it's going to happen though. Like Nashville has that great section that do some cool chants in and around the the rink at the other team. Uh, we have the, the the locals on the scoreboard that cheer, and then the night during the national anthem. There's, I. There'll be something coming out of it. You don't have to be such a downer me yeah what are you talking about although you've been great today had a great on, show on fire on fire yeah absolutely yeah. uh the uh, play of the day is uh, courtesy of the edmonton oilers and a milestone goal for connor mcdavid in a route of the arizona coyotes before we roll the goal the goal total yesterday was six and it ended up being a 5-1 game so a push they know what they're doing. Right on the money. When they set those lines. Here's Connor McDavid last night in the play of the day. David spins to his right, cuts in. Rishon score! That's goal number 200 for Connor McDavid, and it's a beauty! 3 nothing Edmonton! Jack Michaels with a call on the uh, Rogers Sportsnet television network last night. He'll be working with Gene Principe, who joined us earlier today. It was a nice goal. McDavid actually scored two last night. Six goals. Of course he did. Does he have six goals? He's got six goals in four games, which puts yeah. him at 50 goals on this pace, which I don't think is sustainable, but it puts him at 50 goals uh, about 35 games in. 
I think he flirts. Amazing. I think he flirts with 50 and 50. I do. Really? Yeah, I do. I'd love to see it. I do. It'd be awesome. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things where you go uh, captures the attention of uh, of the game, which is great, and that's what we're looking forward to tonight, capturing our attention in and around the game. Vegas Golden Knights aiming for a second win this season up against the game's hottest player, the game's best player in Connor McDavid. Those are your one-timers for this Friday, October Zoom on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Wallace gave Chapman a big list of assignments this week of things to do. But if he gets it all done, Chapman, you'll get your own intro for catching up with Chapman. Well, that's kind of cool, but uh, I I don't think it was Wallace who gave me that list. In a sense. Really? Oh. He did it uh, through Darren, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Puppet puppet master, buddy. He won my strings. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, uh, what do you, I, what I, do you got going on? Uh, pretty cool weekend here in Las Vegas because it happened in the preseason, but on Sunday we have it in the regular season. The Philadelphia Eagles will roll into town to take on our Las Vegas Raiders, and a couple hours after that game ends, you can double dip and head over to T-Mobile and watch mm-hmm. Matthew Barzal and the New York Islanders, who are, well, not playing so well. Roll Which is into- the football game? Uh, kickoff is at 1.15 in that one, I think. So there's enough time to, 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 to do both. But I will say this. If you're going to do one, be a T-Mobile. Yeah, I'm just worried about uh, am I going to hit traffic when I come into the hockey game? Well, I would say come from a different direction than the 2.15. So what direction is that? Come from the north. Doesn't the doesn't the 2.15 run north? No, the, no, the 2.15 runs well, well I, take, I bring the 215 from, from Summerlin. Summerlin. Yeah, and then you got to get on the 15. I would say don't do that. Come which, from like Frank Sinatra. Wait, which direction are you telling him? Because this is all just over come, the place. Just come down Frank Sinatra, Darren. There it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to bring the helicopter. You should. 